Welcome to the podcast. This episode originally aired as a video on my YouTube channel, Bio Soul Integration. There, my goal is to help you integrate body and soul, to help you feel completely, express fully, and live authentically. I'm your host, Dr. Jay Eaker. Let's get into it. In this video, we're going to be talking about the Akashic Records today, and uh, it's going to be more of a Akashic Records for beginners because I'm certainly no no expert, but uh, fortunately, I have an expert uh, along with me today in Ari Gaeta. Oh, that was fancy. Is that good? Yeah. <laughs> What's that? Say Gaeta if you want, but you could say it the fancy way. I like the fancy way. I like the fancy way. Yeah, so um, Ari's going to be our uh, psycho-spiritual guide today as we uh, talk about uh, the Akashic Records. But uh, we'll get to her and that in a second. I'm Jay Eaker from the BioSoul Integration Center in Louisville, Colorado, and I help people embody their soul's gifts and their soul's essence so they can share those gifts on the planet. Um, so if you like this video, if you uh please hit the like button and if you uh please subscribe to my channel on youtube that's very helpful and uh share this with anyone who might be you think might be interested and you can do all that social stuff wherever you might find this on social media youtube instagram uh this will go out in a podcast form so you can find it wherever you listen to your podcasts and you can find it there too um, and I just recently, I just recently uh, wrote a book, if you can believe that, uh, called "If It Didn't Hurt: How to Resolve Your Pain and Discover Your Life's Purpose." So it's really um, a sort of ultimate guide to embodying your pain's wisdom and uh, expressing your soul's gifts and your soul's essence. And so. You can find that on Amazon, but uh, if you go to my website, biosoulintegration.com, uh, you can get a like a 2 to $3 discount as compared to buying it on Amazon. And also there, you can, uh, if you're not quite ready to buy it, you can, you can get the first chapter for free if you're interested. So check that out. Uh, okay, so Ari, Ari Gaeta. Close. That's not it. Gaeta. I grew up with everyone saying Gaeta, which just doesn't sound very nice. But yeah, exactly. That's not yeah. like that's not the real deal, though. That's like the Americanized version, isn't it? It What's kind the... of sounds like cookie in Spanish. It what? Like... In Spanish, how you say cookie is like Gaeta, which so oh. sounds like cookie in Spanish. That's cool. I like that cookie. Okay. Uh, so, um, yeah, I had a, had a Akashic reading, what, uh, Ari calls a soul session the other day. And that's kind of what prompted this, uh, this conversation with Ari and wanted to talk about the Akashic records. So, uh, first of all, Ari, I want to you to tell people how they can get a hold of you right off the bat. Whether okay. your eat your uh, your website, uh, yeah. Tell tell people how they can get a hold of you. First of all, real easy. My best place to get in touch with me is my website. It's just Ari E R I, and then my last name G A E T A dot com. And um, I don't have any social media, which is 
a little bit it's i always feel like i'm like coming out of the closet <laughs> you know? that is um, unorthodox i did i tried to find you on facebook and you have a facebook account oh, and I, I actually and i friended you there but i noticed like you don't you the last time you did anything on facebook was like in 2013 or something i don't have a professional i just have uh -huh. it to look at some groups or whatever but yeah right. i don't but um yeah my website is great cool uh and you like, yeah, they'll find your all the information that they need on your website, whether they need to call you or email you or or whatever. Great. Um, and so you're a, a psychotherapist. Is that true? What are your, your, your credentials? Yeah, so I'm a psychotherapist. Um, I've had a private practice for probably six or so years. Um, before that, I worked in a I worked in a cancer center, so I did uh, somatic therapy with people who, mostly people who had already gone through cancer mm. treatment and were still wondering why their systems were stuck in fight or flight. Mm. Um, a lot of it was like, well, now I'm in remission, so shouldn't I just feel amazing? Mm. Their nervous <laughs> systems were really stuck yeah. being in survival. So I did a lot of that work for a while before I just on my own wow that sounds kind of uh, intense you get some get some life experience some psychotherapy experience there yeah it was anytime i told anyone i worked at a cancer center like if i was at a dinner party it was just not a good <laughs> <Everyone> <laughs> was, like, yeah right um, some, some light conversation there but it actually taught yeah it taught me so much about at the time i was really immersed in um i'm trained in something called somatic experiencing okay and at the time I was really doing that work. So it taught me a lot because I was like sort of like watching people's nervous systems try to recalibrate from going through um, the trauma of being sick. Mm -hmm. Really interesting. It was, mm. it was good for me at the right. time. Yeah, that's a big trauma on a person's system on a number of levels. Yeah. Uh, physically, chemically, yes. uh, emotionally, mentally. Yeah. Uh, how, and then how did you get into, uh, how did you, I noticed on your website that you have sort of a bunch of different things that you kind of maybe incorporate into your, into your work. Um, how did you get into this more sort of psycho-spiritual, I like how you called yourself a psycho-spiritual guide. Yeah. Uh, I like that. Um, but uh, how did you get into that kind of end of things and how long have you been doing that? Um, so I think it was in, well, when I was doing the somatic experiencing work, there was some sort, there was something spiritual about that work. It's like, mm. I went to social work school. I wasn't sure what I was going to do when I graduated. I was like, I don't know what, why did I do this? You know, this kind of moment. I, was like, I know this is leading me somewhere, but I don't know where it's leading me. Right. And I got, um, introduced to this, to somatic experiencing. And then I was like, oh, this is mm. why I so that was so different than regular talk therapy, mm -hmm. working with energy was working with, um, like responses in the body, watching, mm -hmm. working with resonance. So mm -hmm. I was all this really interesting stuff at the time. I wouldn't have said it was spiritual, but it was, mm -hmm. um, it absolutely. Doing, I wasn't in that mindset yet. Yeah. And then I had, uh, I met some, 
a fellow therapist one day and um, I was renting an office from her. And uh, she had said to me, maybe less than a month after we met, she was like, oh, me and my husband are teaching this class on something called the Akashic Records. And I said, she said, do you want to do it? I had no idea what she was talking about. <laughs> but I was like, it sounded like she was talking about the language. I was like, sure, where is it? And she said, it's at my house. So I went. It was a weekend out of her house. Mm-hmm. And she, they led us in this, what they call like an attunement. People mm-hmm. who are training know what an attunement is. Um, and you sort of get attuned to the access to accessing the Akashic realm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we did that and then we did readings for each other. And I was like, holy shit, like this is, I love this. Like mm-hmm. this is the other thing. And so I started to experiment like with friends, I would give readings and um, with some clients that I thought would be into it. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, I learned this. <laughs> Testing the waters there. Yeah. And, uh-huh. Yeah, so I started doing that. Um, probably it was like 2016, so mm-hmm. ago. and um, and then I got as as many of us did in 2020. I like got really into it because mm. I was like, okay, now I finally have to make that a main a main thing that I offer. So, what was it I, about 2020? You mean because of COVID or something? I was just. I was just, um, you know, I had, I would usually go to a lot of trainings in person, like mm-hmm. there, so those weren't happening. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, right. and then I was like, okay. And then I moved, I moved mm-hmm. to Colorado. <laughs> so it was a big transition in your life, uh, on, on maybe a number of levels there. Yeah. It was huge. Something I, was calling you. I did a quantum leap in uh-huh. And so I was like, okay, the spiritual work is where I feel the most me. Right. So I need to do the thing that I feel mm-hmm. the most. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So now I'm like, it's part of my life. I have clients that I'm reading for. I'd like to be even more part of my sure. life. Yeah. Yeah. You're trying to lean more into that direction. For sure. Yeah. What was it about that? What, I mean, what was it about that first uh, encounter with that, that sort of like lit you up? What, how did, what was that? That's a good question. It was like, it was like, um, well, I did a reading for someone at the first training I went to. Mm-hmm. Gosh, and, right off the bat, huh? Yeah, and I connected to her mother mm. that had passed away. And I could, basically, I was reading her mother's record through her. Mm. And I was tuning into like how her mother died and like, how couldn't um use her voice before she died she had some sort of i don't know if it was like a soft esophageal cancer and so i was feeling all of this energy in my throat that was like as if i couldn't talk and i could see where she was sitting in her living room like died and and this girl's looking at me like i'm saying (laughs) and the girl's like yeah and i'm like happening right now. <laughs> um, so I was getting messages from the mother uh-huh. to her and uh I had remembered that I had gone to see a medium I think it was I don't know it was like 28 or something a while back and the medium goes to me you know you can do this right and apparently I was, 
Yeah. I was like, really? I had no idea. So in that moment, I was like, oh, wow, this is, I could do this. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but I could do this. And um, it was just so sweet because it didn't feel, it was just so so nice to be able to take a break from. There's no thinking involved. It just was happening. Yeah. No thinking. Yeah. Right. Effortless. And there's Mm -hmm. something to me about effortlessness. So Mm -hmm. that was really fun just to be a channel, you know? Yeah, there's definitely something about uh, those times in life where there's that effortlessness. That's a sign that you're definitely hooking into something important. Well, apparently you could do that. That's pretty crazy that right off the, like your first time trying it, you just were like downloading this stuff. I mean, and you had no idea that you could sort of do that. I mean, had you not in your past or something like had, uh, I don't know, you know, like, uh, uh, yeah, have you not like as a kid or had some sense that mm. you were connecting with another realm or that seems pretty crazy that just right out of the gate you were I know, downloading so, that stuff? Okay. I wasn't surprised. Like I was surprised, but then there was a little, mm. right, you know, like. <laughs> right. But um, when I was, no, it was, I was always an empath and I could feel the energy in the room, but that mm. was, that was because I, grew up in a dysfunctional environment mm-hmm. so I had to survive that. Mm-hmm. So I was always sort of tuned in, but it was mm-hmm. more out of survival. Mm-hmm. Um right. so you know I can walk into a room and say like, okay, like I know how these people are feeling right now. I know mm-hmm. what vibe is here. I know what mm-hmm. these people are doing. I can all that I knew how right. to do. But it was more um it was bred a little more from an anxiety than it was from an intuition. Sure, sure. So I didn't know yet when I was mm-hmm. doing this reading first for the first time, I didn't know how to hone my um, spidey senses <laughs> into like um, into an intuitive place. Mm-hmm. It was still coming from like self protection. Right. Um, now I'm, not, I'm really good at it now, but mm-hmm. at the time. So when I was tuning into this girl and her mother that had passed away, it was like, um, I didn't have any anxiety around because it wasn't about me. Mm-hmm. It was about her. Right. I, right. All of a sudden I saw like, oh. Mm-hmm. Like, I, and you were helping someone. You were like using that to so like serve yeah. someone. So that's kind of, that seems like a key too. Totally. It changed. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I can use that thing I've always had, mm-hmm. but I can, it, you know, I can mm-hmm transmute it into right. a different thing and that was that was interesting because i didn't know that for a really long time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like pick up negative energy for the right. rest of right yeah. well that's so cool that you were able to sort of i mean because i think that's probably a common experience where people have had trauma of some sort that i find that in the work that i do with folks that that kind of trauma as a as a kid you know it's like we spend a lot of time with our attention very acutely outside trying to like you know, navigate the slightest, you know, change in the people around us to sort of navigate any consequences that uh, from their strangeness or, you know, people, things that have happened to people that, you know, you find that it's easier to just like not spend so much time in your body. And, uh, you know, there are gifts that you sort of can pick up. So, you know, it's nice that you were able to sort of uh, take those and turn it into your into your superpower. It took a really long time, but yeah. yeah. 
Right. Yeah. But I need to, like hear hear a couple things from some people and talk like listen to things where people talked about that because I didn't I didn't have any role models that were like, mm. Oh hey, you know that empath thing? Like that also means mm. like, like I didn't you know, nobody mm. said that to me. So it took a really long time to like mm. pick oh, like mm-hmm. I'm in control of this. You how know? do you how do you think that happened? Um <clears throat> how did you do that? <laughs> like for you know, people who are in the same boat, like, how do you think you uh, did that? I think it was like a two-step process. Like the first part was um, I had to calm my limbic brain. Mm-hmm. I had to do a lot of calming. Mm. I mean, I'm kind of struggling like over time, like how did you, was that just a happy mistake that you sort of turned this, your, you know, trauma into your your superpower or... Um, no, like, yeah, it just, it, it, over time, it really came from like calming down. Okay. I know, like I sort mm-hmm. of. Oh, this is like something you kind of learned how to do. Yeah. To navigate your world. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So it was like, I was intentionally trying to calm my survival mm. part of my brain. Mm. And when I was doing that at over time, like through meditation, through mm-hmm. stuff like that, as that limbic part of the brain started calming down um the gift of the of mm-hmm. started pumping yeah. up right so like the anxiety or the survival mm-hmm. was dimming and the mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. helpful mm-hmm. sort of coming in was bumping up so it was yeah. really about like calming the f down <laughs> like, yeah right like helpful. Yeah. you connected to a place where you were able to sort of like integrate that uh integrate that then turn it into a gift cool um so what what is the akashic records so the best way to describe it is um i want to see what you say and i actually did a little research i got on wikipedia and i looked up the akashic records the akashic records are you can say like another dimension that Mm -hmm. is a human dimension a spiritual dimension some people call it like the Akashic realm. Some people mm-hmm. call it like the Akasha. Um, some people say Akasha, which I don't mm-hmm. know. But, um, and so this realm is like akin to, I always use the metaphor of a library because mm-hmm. that's what they used when I did the attunement. But as if we're in this huge library and everybody in the world has a book. Mm-hmm. With their name on it and you walk into the library and I'm pulling the book out with your mm-hmm. name on it. Mm-hmm. And in that book is every life you've ever lived, every mm-hmm. person you've ever been around, every mm-hmm. you've ever had, every mm-hmm. thought, every behavior. I mean, it's everything. All of it. Yeah. Um, and it's like the spiritual NSA. Basically. <laughs> Tracking <laughs> like, all your Yes, that is it. Movements. The cool part about the Akashic Records, which we could get into, but everything has an Akashic Record. Animal, every animal, mm-hmm. um, even your property, your house has a record. Mm-hmm. Um, I recently opened the record of the house that I just bought. Oh, wow. Oh my goodness, it was so interesting. Yeah, <laughs> so you can open the record for a lot of things huh. um, that have energy living uh-huh. in um, it doesn't have to be breathing. So it's like really accessing the sort of life force energy that animates everything 
in yeah. life, basically. Yeah. Extracting, I don't know, information out of the, the, the life force energy that's in everything. Yeah. So uh -huh. it's basically tapping into that. And what I love about it is there's in the Akashic records world, they call it your masters, your teachers and your loved ones. Mm. And there's the Lords of the records. These are like words you'll hear. Lords the lord the masters the teachers and loved ones mm -hmm. um and your masters teachers and loved ones this is the wait a minute these are these are i mean you hear you like the you tap they they're telling you this you hear this stuff when you are when you tap into the akashic records yeah or is this kind of like a like they told you when you were learning this or no that's stuff that you yeah okay well, that's part of the whole like there's a spirit. Everybody has a spiritual team. Mm. So, mm -hmm. A spiritual team. My spiritual. Everybody has mm. a different team. Mm -hmm. You're made up of your masters, your teachers, and your loved ones. Mm -hmm. And what that means is it's a collective. So when I'm doing a reading, I'm connecting with a collective energy. I can't tell you, oh, there's your grandma or there's so and so. It just feels like I know I'm talking to a group. Mm -hmm. And um, some of them are people that you've known in this life and some of them aren't, they're just spirit guides that are kind of like assigned to you. Uh -huh. um, and so what I'm doing is I am communicating with your masters, teachers and loved ones mm -hmm. about your soul's mm -hmm. journey, purpose, what mm -hmm. have you. Mm -hmm. um, so are these that, uh are these masters, teachers, and loved ones that are specifically associated with Akashic records? Yes, that's. Or, or do like all of your masters, teachers, and loved ones, your guides have access to the Akashic records? So that's an interesting question. I don't. If you talk to a person who's really only doing Akashic records, they might tell you it's just solely for the Akashic realm, mm -hmm. like masters, teachers, and loved ones are like hanging there and everything else are like angels, mm. other spirit guides. I don't really experience yeah. it that way. I sort of experience it like masters, teachers, and loved ones is just like this spiritual team. And I always feel them right here on the right side of my head. I don't know why, like right here. But mm -hmm. then when I'm doing readings, I can also tap into other spirit guides, um, other family members that have passed away, even people who are alive, their energy. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if I'm doing like straight up like Akashic record work because mm -hmm. I'm melding something else, but I can tell the difference. Mm -hmm. So if there's a different spirit, that guy that comes in, it feels different than this spiritual. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as the Akashic records go, it is that spiritual team that is like, that's, that's mm -hmm. who, Heading the information. You mean you do other work sometimes where you you connect with other, yeah, non Akashic record guides. Yeah, I can yeah. see the difference. Oh, like always on my left, whereas this, huh. I think huh. it's so I can feel the difference. There's like a distinction. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Huh. So, uh, how I, I, you know, it's not something necessarily I'm worried about, but something that people might worry about. Like, how do you know? How do you know that they have your best interest in mind, this information that you're getting? You know, I did a, a while back, well, actually just like an experience that sort of opened me up in a major way. Uh, I was uh, 
I don't know, this must have been like 10 years ago or more. I don't know. I was, uh, <clears throat> I would go into this yoga studio in Louisville. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I just love this yoga teacher there. And uh, on the back of her card, it said like shamanic journeying. Oh, and yeah. I was like, at some point I was like, oh, what is that? That sounds, uh, pre in my previous, uh, from where I come from, for the, the word shamanic, you know, like automatically meant like Satan. And uh, I would not have allowed myself, but something was changing in me. And I thought, oh, that sounds interesting. Let me check that out. And uh, she came and, and to my house and sort of like set up a, you know, a, I set up, we set up a space and uh, she took me on these shamanic journeys. And like, I hooked up with these dudes. Um, you know, and I tell my brother about this. My brother's like, well, how do you know, how do you know it's not like a hallucination? Yeah. You know, but the thing was, is like, I felt these guys and I felt their love for me. You know, I felt, I felt their love for me in a way that's like, this is totally this is totally real. They are, they exist and they love me. You know, I sorry, I felt it. So I don't know. What's your. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've done a bunch of mm -hmm. journeys too. Um, oh, and I should say too, I tried to journey. I tried to journey on myself and uh, I connected with beings, but those beings were like, it was clear, like, yeah, you don't necessarily have my best interest in mind. You know, you're just, I just, I think it had to do with the sort of space that she set up, you know, she sort of like consecrated the, the space and the, 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 the stream of information or whatever that she, you know, she did a good job of making it clear. And, um, I tried to do it on myself and I was like, uh, the scare, the scare, it scared me anyway. Oh, yeah. I don't know. The Akashic records are known to be like a loving space. Mm -hmm. There's never anything dark. Mm. Um, it's just not a dark space. I'm sure if I would do a different kind of channeling, mm -hmm. I get to a dark space. <laughs> if to. But for some reason, this is always, this is sort of how they mm -hmm. advertise it too. It's like, this is a loving space. There's, it's all, you know, it's just the master's teachers and loved ones are like all accepting. Mm -hmm. Kind of like here to get you to listen to that. Right whisper mm. inside that can you, can you feel that when you're do you have like a felt sense of this when you're connecting with them yeah so when i first start with everybody as we did i read a prayer mm -hmm. as i'm reading the prayer i put your name in the prayer and i can feel almost like it's really hard to explain it feels like i have glitter all of a sudden mm. all my body. right like a glittery feeling and I almost feel a little compressed mm. like a little like this but not in a bad way I mean, mm -hmm. sort of entering something mm -hmm. else mm -hmm. um but yeah it's all very loving the only thing I'll say is that the the records are like like the spiritual team they kind of find humans to be a little bit silly or um concerned with things that don't mm. matter like they're so while it's it's very loving and everything there is sort of a vibe sometimes of like oh god like you guys are just so <laughs> something like um i had a person do a reading with me who asked um about their gender identity and how they were had, they were wondering what to do with that. And they were having issues around it. 
and the records are a little like that's fine you can do whatever you want with your gender but like it doesn't quite matter like this right. around your gender is just to get you to evolve the next sure. like they're kind of there's just a vibe of like you guys got it you guys are, you guys are crazy <laughs> yeah right um you guys need help yeah you guys got it all wrong um so like i did a reading today and the person was asking about meeting somebody and wanting to meet a partner and feeling like she can't meet a partner and they were like saying like you got it all wrong like mm. you have to meet the partner before you believe it's going to happen <clears throat> like you humans like you need to believe it's going to happen before mm. it happens you have the equation wrong mm. so mm. there's a lot of that like mm. um but that's as like snarky as it gets mm. um, it really get dark but i'm sure you know i have I went to psychic school for a little while, which was funny. I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> I found out and I went. Um, and there was one girl in the in the class with me and she would get the darkest readings, mm. like horrible things. And she mm. never came back after a couple of weeks because that makes sense. Dark down. I don't I don't get that at all. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. Um so you call this uh, uh, a soul session. Why do you call it a soul session? Maybe like, what does it have to do with our soul? Maybe what is our soul? So a lot of times after I do readings, people will say to me, oh, everything you just said to me, I kind of knew it mm. somewhere, mm -hmm. right. but I haven't been listening to it. Yeah. Right. Sometimes people will not say that at all, but that's usually because they are more attached to their ego. Mm. Um, so the idea is that in a records reading, I am getting your soul's purpose, your soul's lessons you have to learn evolution throughout your reincarnated mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the idea is that we, I don't know exactly what you believe, but from this perspective, we are living many lives. We are evolving. We have lessons we need to learn. If we don't sort of wrap them up in this one, they're going to continue to mm -hmm. the next mm -hmm. one. Um, we have a soul purpose. We have many soul purposes. We don't only have one. Mm -hmm. And so when we're doing the readings, a lot of times it's like, you know, what is the purpose of this life for you? Mm -hmm. what, is, what are you here to do? What, um, what lessons are you here to learn? Mm. And we don't have to ask about that. You can sort of stay superficial in the records, but for the most part, people like to mm. figure out, you know, am I on the right track or am right. I not? And so I'll say to people, you know, I did a reading with somebody today who is 45 and the, the rec and does not have kids. And the records were like, so you might want to think about like adopting or doing something. And she mm. was like, right. Like <laughs> part of her has always right. thought that, but mm. she, humanness never allowed mm. that. Mm. Right. Um, so it's kind of speaking to whatever your essence, whatever's underneath all those ego parts. Um, and that's, and that's what you're, your soul is. I mean, that kind of makes sense to me. The, the, 
your soul is like the part of you that, I mean, the work I do, I call it bio soul integration. I have the sense that what we're here to do is kind of like integrate our soul's essence into our bodies and sort of be able to express that through our bodies on this planet. Like that's what we're trying to learn how to do here. But uh, if I had to say like what the soul is, you know, I, I, I'd say just, you know, the part of us that, that doesn't change um, even, you know, that stays with us, even if we change out of these bodies kind of like you you know you said in my reading you said of me that like i'm a uh like a technician and a tinkerer or whatever and i imagine i've been tinkering with things whether it's like spiritual work that i do now or other things a technician of sorts in yeah and previous lifetimes just as a quality that sort of stays with you right uh-huh yeah i think uh I think, you know, when I'm, when I'm doing a reading, the spiritual team, I get this sense for each person, it's a different energy around it, but I get this sense that, you know, this team really knows this person's mm -hmm. essence. Like they really understand this person's essence without all the worrying or the fears or the anxieties, like. And it's, I, I love doing it because I get a sense of the person too, without all the junk, you know, I'm going to call it junk, but you know, like human around it. Right. So, and what I have learned about the soul while doing these readings is that so many people have, are so much closer to accessing their soul's true nature than you think. Right. It's, um, right, it's right in front of us. It's like more of, of sort of uh, not, it's more of uh, not trying than we're all, we're all trying so hard. Yeah. Like yeah. it's more accessible than mm -hmm. you think. Right. Maybe you wouldn't assume we're in touch, you know, mm -hmm. um, right there. It's like, it's mm -hmm. like, a, I've heard people say like, yeah, well, that's the feeling I have deep, deep down, mm. you know, that maybe I don't listen to or mm -hmm. that's the feeling that, I get a little nudge all the time about those things, but right. I don't, but I make excuses or whatever. Mm -hmm. it and so these readings kind of generally kind of give a voice to that part of them that maybe is kind of always in the background, you know, for some people, maybe more in the background. Uh, it's always there. Gives yeah. a voice, it gives a voice to that. So yeah, it's not, and I had that same sense like, oh yeah, she, again, she's telling me things that, yep, I know. I know that that is a, a thing that I, yeah, yeah. Right. Right. So yeah, it's not, it's not, um, uh, uh, yeah, it's just it's sort of like, of course, uh, of course I, I had that, you know, like I did some silent, uh, meditation retreats, like these 10 day meditation retreats. And I had these, uh, you know, like what you might call like a mystical experience, but that experience, that experience was sort of like, uh, you know, it was like, of course, it, you know, it's, it's always, I could see how it's always right in front of your face. And there's just all sorts of things that we do to, to, to you know, to all sorts of, uh, layers of, um, walls that we put up to not trust that stuff or yeah. it's really these walls of trying for sure. Yeah. That's I love giving the readings because it's sometimes for people it's like a permission mm, sure 
oh, wait, I should start to listen to them. <laughs> right, right. So it's nice. Like I've seen people say like, I did a reading for someone, this is kind of crazy. And the records told her that her anti-anxiety medication was doing nothing for her. Mm. And I was like, I'm not a doctor. You're not a doctor, right? <laughs> but months later she got off of it. And um, because she realized like, it was is literally not helping her at all, and it, she got off of it, and it didn't make it. I I don't know exactly what it felt like, but it wasn't. Mm -hmm. she, she sort of saw that come to fruition that she right. was doing something that wasn't helping. So you you did say that to her, or you didn't? You just you didn't because you you're no, not I, a doctor, or you did. I was like, look, like oh, yeah, yeah, right. Well, I'm not a doctor, but right. I just tell you they're they're saying you're on a medication. It's not helping you. Right. So, yeah, it's interesting just to like, um, to sort of see people react mm -hmm. to something that's like in the background. Mm -hmm. So they'll be like, oh, right. Like, and they're all their human parts are like, this is bullshit. Or, mm -hmm. Don't, but you can't do that. Right. But for this reason and that reason and this reason and that reason, right? Do you see like um, in your work, do you see, people talking about this kind of thing like listening to their to their like deepest desires and like finally going for it and stuff like that like do you see people listening to like their souls um well i feel like uh, often it's my job to help you know maybe just like you on some level you know it's my job to help uh, uh bring that stuff to the the surface and you know with the work that i'm doing often you know, people are, there's not, there's not as much talking going on. There's not as much maybe engagement with the mental thinking part of them so much. So, uh, you know, sometimes when I, I often do kind of a little, you know, talk to people ahead of time or, you know, if they have a, you know, if they have an issue of some sort, often the, those things kind of come to the surface in the the thing that's bothering them the the issue that they have whether it's a physical pain or a mental emotional pain or or whatever as i start asking them questions um you know that often leads to leads to these <clears throat> the place where you can sort of see like oh well you know this is what's this is what's calling you and mm, so right. um you know e uh yeah, that's, you know, what I want people to, as you're sort of uh, peeling back the layers of their defense, defenses in their body, like that's what, that's what, you know, that stuff comes more and more to the surface. There's a, there's a physical manifest, you were just kind of talking about the, you know, there's this part of us deep down or whatever that's kind of nudging in us a certain direction. And then there's all these layers of conditioning that are on top of that. And there's this conflict between those parts and that shows up in our bodies. And that's why, you know, that's why I would say there's people come to me with the back pain or whatever, the physical stuff that they, you know, it's because of this, this conflict that's in us shows up physically. It shows up mentally, emotionally, shows up in all those ways. And, um, uh, as we start to sort of like do the work that I'm doing and release that, uh, that conflict from their body, it's like actually both parts kind of have to get louder. It's like the part of them that their soul, part of them that's calling for a certain thing, like that voice gets louder. But then also the other voices that are pushing against that also get louder too. So there's this, 
process that has to happen of, you know, it clarifies so they can see what's happening. Like, oh, this, this, you know, I see that my soul is calling me to. And then so that often that in, in certain stages of the process that, you know, that conflict can actually get yes. louder, you know. I totally so. It's like a differentiation process. So you right. can find it. Yeah. Yeah, it has to get clearer for them to, um, in order for them to choose, cho you know, be able to choose the the soul path. Because you start to see like, oh, I don't want to, oh, I see this other, these other stories that I've been telling myself and how I've been choosing this other route and I see maybe how that's not me that's been coming from somewhere else and so eventually you know you see like oh I don't want to choose that anymore I want to choose the the other thing more often yeah sometimes when I'm doing a reading and then the person takes it as almost a permission mm -hmm. to listen in I think to myself okay so if all of us had parents that were like hey you know that thing that's really calling you like mm -hmm. this and that yeah, like right. from the beginning yeah like what would our life have turned out to be like mm -hmm. this is so interesting just mm -hmm. to giving people permission sure they're you know when they're in their 40s when they're in their 60s right. and they're like, oh i can finally listen okay yeah. like right well they have to take it upon them so they finally like have spent so many years fighting with the fighting with it that they decide to you know finally decide to to listen yeah i mean oh. i think i think that's a that's a parent's job on some level is to really like you know look at your child and say like who who are they what direction are they leaning in and like right. nudge them in that direction like look this is looks like this is what your gifts are you should go for that we had a therapist um i don't know when this was maybe like is it <laughs> um maybe like six or seven seven years ago she's this incredible incredible mastermind therapist mm. so freaking cool she was such a risk taker mm. and i loved it and um she's a somatic therapist and she one session she did something where she said oh i see it i see that what you can do and she had me like she sat right in front of me and she looked at me and she said, tell me, tell me what, it, like, tell me what, like my strengths are. Mm. Mm. And I was like, okay. And it was so emotional for me because she was a lot older than me. And I mm. felt like mm, no one's ever done that. No one's ever done it. She was like, I know what you could do, do it. And mm. I like my eyes and I like tuned into her and I told her like what her strengths are and like mm. what she, to do and this is before when i maybe i had just learned about the akashic records mm -hmm. it was this like older woman who was like i know your parents didn't pay attention to this mm -hmm. somebody needed to so mm -hmm. do it and i was so it was so liberating for me i was like holy shit like she <laughs> was he was a big part of like permission mm -hmm. there's that permission allowed, thing again yeah you can be weird you could do this weird mm -hmm. thing go ahead you know you you we're born to do this. And she was like, really, she was special like that. Mm. She was very, um, very like allowing and mm. very, uh, fit like right in front of you, like almost between your legs and mm. like, really <laughs> like, like head on shit, you know? Mm. 
And that was great for me just to have some adult, you know, elder mm. person really model me. that. Yeah. So right. more permission, I think, to mm -hmm. helping people like, hey, go ahead, just be right. you. But, you know. Right. Yeah. So uh, if there are people out there who are thinking like, you know, uh, I don't know if this Akashic record reading of a soul session is for me, like what? I don't know what, yeah, what kind of, uh, information or what kind of person, what kind of person, uh, what kind of information is, uh, best from, uh, an Akashic reading or a soul session? Well, it could be a lot of things. It could be, um, you know, people who want to make a career change. Mm -hmm. who, a lot, the records are great for decision-making I've noticed. Mm good for decision making um people who want to check in people who feel lost or like they're not like physically and sort of figuratively um people who um oh people who have health issues that's a big one we can get into like the origin of the health issues they're about and even my favorite part is like to ask the records for action steps of what to do. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Really? They can give practical information like that. That's cool. Yeah. I didn't mm. know that like the first few years I was doing it. And then I was like, let me ask them. And then they're really, I, I get mm. super amazing action steps. Mm. from. That's like, super helpful. <laughs> right. My human brain would never come up with them. Right. You know? Um, Actually, I did a reading for a friend of mine, and they literally gave her the step-by-step -step, like online course that she could oh. create. I mean, it was wow. wild. She was like, <laughs> "Like here, they're telling you what to do." It's really, um, yeah. People who who are like, "I want to do this, but I'm hesitating," mm. or "I don't know if this or this," or um, "Should I make this career move?" or uh, you know, why am I always doing this? Mm. People who know about patterns, mm. how to get out of patterns and what mm -hmm. it's about. Um, a lot about when people are stuck. Mm -hmm. um, uh, yeah, I mean, anybody that wants to use spiritual guidance as a sort of like push off for mm -hmm. go to the next thing. Right. Um, really anything. I mean, you could literally ask like, why am I like, you know, why do I get sick every time I eat dairy? Like, you know, <laughs> like right. you know, or you can say, you know, how, how do I get out of this? Right. Sounds like, like they're, they're not judgmental about what kind of uh, information you're. There's seeing. no, <laughs> there's no judgment about anything. It's right. kind of in an area in an like energy with no judgment. Mm -hmm. Really nice. Nice. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I, when, uh, we did our session, I really was, you know, also what I really liked about it was, um, I could, uh, I could talk, I could talk with you. I know I've had some, uh, some, you know, different, uh, work with like, uh, uh like a medium, someone who is channeling someone. And it's like, you know, I'm, it's kind of weird. Cause I'm like talking to, you know, some, some person with an accent from, you know, a long time ago or something. It's like, ah, I kind of just want to talk to the real person, you know, but so it was really nice that, you know, it wasn't like you were 
channeling these guys or like you you know became someone else or something it was like you um you know i was i got to hang out with ari and she was just giving me the information and um you know and i could interject with a question and i don't know i it just was nice that i felt i felt like i was talking to you too like you were you were you're a very cool person and you were very accessible you know during the session too so that cool. was, yeah. that was I really like, nice i like that aspect of it that i don't have to go away necessarily mm -hmm. away but you know mm -hmm. on the side right um just the messenger you know sure i think it's helpful too because i've done a lot of readings for people who aren't necessarily in the spiritual mm -hmm. spirituality at all mm -hmm. um but it actually helps because yeah. i'm trying to like just keep it real yeah yeah, so, yeah you're good at that yeah, I'm not, I'm not turning into some like unattainable, like sort of mm -hmm. creature, you know, mm -hmm. like I'm from Brooklyn. I just, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just keep right. So a lot of times that's helpful for people because it eases them into this idea of like, oh, and I'm talking to your soul. <laughs> so mm -hmm. just <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's great. Like, yeah. yeah, that's great. Spirituality if you're accessible. Mm -hmm. Totally. Mm -hmm. um, well, is there anything else that you think uh, would be useful for people to know or that I didn't ask about? Yeah, I wanted to say one thing okay. about yeah. how it's different from a psychic reading. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think that that um, gets confusing because a lot of people have gotten psychic readings, whether they're spiritual or not. Mm -hmm. um, it's part of our culture, I think, oh, we got a psychic read one time, you know, like on the street or whatever. <laughs> right. Whatever. So what I love about the records is it kind of mimics, I don't know if people know anything about like string theory or like quantum mm -hmm. mechanics. Like, mm -hmm. And so the idea is that it's not necessarily predictive. So in a psychic reading, they mm -hmm. do like, you're going to have two kids and their names are going to be this and this. Mm -hmm. in the records, it's more like, it can predict something, but it's based on what is most likely to happen in the timeline that you are currently in. Mm -hmm. So it, it's in the, in the present moment. Correct. So it's mm -hmm. free will. Mm -hmm. So I read this example. Um, it was like some article about the Akashic Records once. And I read this example and I thought it was good. It was kind of like if you throw a fork at the wall, in most instances, is going to hit the wall and then fall on the floor mm -hmm. but like in some other dimension it might like get stuck in the wall and in another dimension it might go through the wall like mm -hmm. we don't it's sort of like in most instances right. <laughs> hit it and go down so the records is sort of like okay based on where you are right now you just ask me a question and they're going to give you what is most likely to happen in this timeline but mm -hmm. if tomorrow you decide to like I don't know, like dye your beard purple, mm -hmm. <laughs> run off to Hawaii, you just change the timeline. Right. Now we don't know. Mm -hmm. So it's a different than a psychic reading um, mm -hmm. in that it really recognizes free will. Because I've had mm -hmm. psychics tell me a lot of things that never happened. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I just like to say that because it's kind of interesting. It's like, what? It's like, oh, wait, am I doing a psychic reading right, right. now? Not really. It's right. a little an emotional deeper sort of soul level reading uh -huh. than addictive like you're gonna have this uh -huh. much 
it's not quite like right. that. How is it different from uh, like shamanic work? It sounds like you did a little bit of that and I've experienced some of that. And, you know, I felt similar on some ways. We were talking to your, to my masters, guides, yeah. whatever. Um, yeah. How is it different than shamanic readings or shamanic work, shamanic journeying? Well, usually shamanic work is something that the client ex or the person experiences themselves. Mm. This is like, I'm experiencing mm -hmm. it. I'm telling you. Mm -hmm. um, so you're, I mean, I guess, well, actually it's a good question. When I was doing the reading for you, were you experiencing anything or you were just receiving information? Uh, I mean, I could feel like, you know, how you were describing like the, the sort of sense that you have in your body of uh, sort of like compression and like, you know, I could feel something, you know, an energetic shift happening in me. But, you know, I was relying mostly on your, yeah. I mean, I've gone there. I've done work like that. I probably could have sort of like tapped into my own. But, you know, I'm here to just, you know, you're the expert at tapping into the world. So I just let you do what you, let you do what you do. But I could definitely feel like, oh, I've just like stepped into a different zone. Yeah. So yeah, I could feel it. In that respect is like I'm experiencing it. You're not necessarily journeying mm -hmm. um i'm also not using like in shamanic work they go to like the lower realm or the mm. that's like classical shamanic yeah. stuff but i mean these guides that you're talking to these people that you're talking to i mean that's like similar uh yeah. is it not it's similar for sure um but they may be just they they you may be different guides like you said there's a akashic record specific guides and then there's guides for other things I'm trying to get my next thing is that I'm trying to get more attuned to angels because I don't have any access to them and I'm like I know you're here. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm hopefully gonna do something this course thing that where at least I could practice because mm -hmm. I know I can feel it, but I can't, you know, I'm right. so oriented towards the records. But yeah, it's uh it's different than shamanic work, but it has similarities. Like sure. it's not Everything's overlapping. Right. As well. Yeah. Right. Cool. Well, um, yeah. Is there anything else that you feel like you want to mention that I haven't asked about? Mm, I just want to say that everyone can do something like this. Mm, mm -hmm. Like, even if you're like, but I don't, I'm not involved in anything spiritual. Mm, you can mm -hmm. build your own record. Mm -hmm. um, and you could read other people's records, but mm -hmm. definitely read your own record. There's a really mm -hmm book um called how to read the akashic records mm -hmm. by and she just tells you how to do it hey eric can you say that name again you might have cut out there right when you said that the name of the book how to read the akashic records by um linda howe H -O uh, mm -hmm. yeah is that the same linda howe that's like uh involved with uf like aliens i don't know <laughs> there's a woman named linda howe who was like a reporter many years ago huh. did all this research on like uh like alien abductions and uh the cattle mutilations and all that stuff anyway she's a big right. ufo i wonder if that's i wonder if that's the same person she runs like uh the akashic records <laughs> in like she has her akashic records thing and mm -hmm. she's the one that came um she got the download of the prayer that i mm -hmm. use so that comes from mm -hmm. that book. um mm -hmm. It was like three days before 9-11 mm. <laughs> download of this prayer mm. 
And that's the prayer that I like. I've used other prayers and we haven't talked, we don't need to talk about this, but it, t- it took me to other parts of the records. Oh. <laughs> completely different kinds of readings. You were like in the, in the bath, <laughs> the bathroom or something of the, <laughs> right, the Akashic was- Records library back room of the record <laughs> her prayer, she says it takes you to the heart of the records which i really feel like is true hmm. i have the readings are much more direct and i get clearer information mm-hmm. anyway if a person wants to read that book she tells you exactly how to do it so i always like to tell people anyone can read the records mm-hmm. like anyone can be psychic like it really really is like a mm-hmm. learn how to do it some people have a more natural sort of Mm-hmm. attunement propensity towards it but right. anyone could do this so mm-hmm. i really suggest people like pick up that book and cool. try to do it on their own can yeah. you uh can we end by saying that prayer oh or, sure or that open up a a you know a dimensional crack or something well <laughs> um i'll have to close it when we're done okay do that uh, so I'm going to read it as if I was reading, as if I was doing my own records because uh-huh. I have to put a name in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to, but I'm going to say the word myself. So okay. I don't want to open anybody else's record. <laughs> um, I tried to open my aunt, my dog's records. It's really hard. They like, don't want you to do it. Oh, wow. Yeah. They're oh. stubborn or something. Spiritually maybe, stubborn. maybe you didn't know his like real name. Well, it's weird you said that because I actually, um, I got like a psychic download of my dog's prior name mm. <laughs> and I called him in and he started shooting. Oh. So that was weird. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> a topic for another, another yeah. podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what topic that would be, but <laughs> this is what the prayer says. It says, <clears throat> and so we do acknowledge the forces of light asking for guidance, direction, and courage to know the truth as it is revealed for our highest good and the highest good of everyone connected to us. O Holy Spirit of God, protect me from all forms of self-centeredness and direct my attention to the work at hand. Help me to know myself in the light of the Akashic Records, to see myself through the eyes of the Lords of the Records, enable me to share the wisdom and compassion that the masters, teachers, and loved ones of me have for me. And then you say, the records are now open. Mm. Yeah, I can feel, uh, yeah, uh, it has an effect on me. My heart, it touches my heart for sure. Really? Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, now I feel like I'm floating. So then mm-hmm. I'll, I'll read the closing prayer. Okay, all right. <laughs> I don't to feel, it says, I would like to thank the masters, teachers, and loved ones for their love and compassion. I would like to thank the lords of the Akashic Records for their point of view. And I would like to thank the Holy Spirit of Light for all knowledge and healing. The records are now closed. Amen. The records are now closed. Amen. The records are now closed. Amen. It's funny. As I was reading it, I just heard like, um, like, this voice that was like, you're doing a great job. <laughs> yeah. So that was mm, nice. Mm, anyway. Nice. Yeah. This is the book. It's really. Uh, hold mm. it up there. Yeah. So we can see it. Nice. By Linda Howe. Cool. I don't think it's the alien one. But... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, thanks, Ari. This has been a really great conversation. 
Thanks. I really appreciate you and I appreciate the work that you're doing. And so uh, again, remind people how they might be able to get a hold of you. Yeah, the best way to get a hold of me is um, through my website. It's E R I G A E A. And um, if anybody is hearing this um, between September 27th and October 18th, getting a discount on one hour readings, contact me during Mercury, Mercury retrograde, which mm -hmm. is right now. <laughs> right. Nice. Well, thanks, Ari. Um, yeah, so uh, again, if anyone uh, finds this video useful, please uh, subscribe to my channel, hit that like button, and uh, pass it along to anyone who might be interested. And remember, if you feel like uh, checking out my book, go to biosoulintegration.com, and you can get a little discount there. And also read the first chapter for free. You can get the first chapter for free if you're interested. So um, thanks for watching this video. And uh, I look forward to helping seeing you in the next video and I look forward to helping you express more life. Have a great, have a great day. Thank you for listening to the BioSoul Integration Podcast. This episode originally aired as a video on my BioSoul Integration YouTube channel. You can also find me on the web at BioSoulIntegration.com. Thanks for listening and I look forward to helping you express more life. Have a great day.